Get ready for biblical preaching and teaching. I am Pastor Adam Bigelow. Isn't it time to get unstuck? This is the Reaching Forward Podcast. First Corinthians chapter 12, we're dealing with developing. The whole theme of this year is developing. And I, I hope at times we become a little uncomfortable because that's how we grow. And my daughter's learning Spanish and everything's different. And she, so, you know, uh, she says rectangle. She says, you know, uh, rec- rectangulo. I said, no, it's rectangulo. I mean, but it's every little thing is different. So it's hard. And so, and uh, she goes, triangulo. So it's not triangulo. So it's in Spanish. So it's all different. But, you know, there's a method to the madness. When we're learning... You know, we've got to keep, and, and the same thing in God, when you're learning, you don't know all this. This is new stuff. So if you feel uncomfortable, that's normal. Don't feel bad. That means that maybe you're learning something that's new. Amen. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, developing spiritual gifts. Now, gifts are not things that you earn. Their gifts are things that are given. And this is why they're called Gifts. You don't have to crawl and fast and go upon broken glass in order to get these. That is something that you have to earn. These things are gifts. Amen. Gifts. What's the best gift that you ever gave to your wife? A broken drum. Because you just can't beat it. So this man buys his wife a beautiful diamond ring for her birthday. After hearing about this extravagant gift, a friend of his said, I thought she wanted one of those like sporty four-wheel drive vehicles. Her husband said, oh, she did. But where was I going to buy a fake Jeep? (laughs) Man said, I bought my wife a fridge for her birthday. I know it's not the greatest gift, but you should have seen her face light up when she opened it. Developing spiritual gifts. And I'm here for counseling if that was you that gave those gifts to your significant (laughs) other. So, amen. Developing spiritual gifts. So the Spirit of God is not just like a haze or a mist. The Spirit of God is a member of the Trinity. The Spirit of God is a person. And that's something to understand. Uh, The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 63... And verse 10, but they rebelled and vexed his Holy Spirit. Speaking of him as a person. Therefore, he was turned to be their enemy and he fought against them. You do not want to have God to be your enemy. I'd rather fight the devil and all of his angels than fight God. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 30. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed under the day of redemption. So we can fight against the Holy Spirit. We can grieve the Holy Spirit. He's a person. John chapter 14 and verse 26 says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So we find that he's a teacher. So the Holy Ghost is more than a mist. And maybe you thought, well, all the spirit this and the spirit that. Well, the spirit is also a person. It's a person of the Godhead. So let's go to verse, verse 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, developing 
spiritual gifts, which are things that God wants to give you. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Now ignorant doesn't mean stupid, okay? If someone calls you ignorant, it, that just means that you don't, I'm ignorant in many languages, many foreign languages, <laughs> just don't know. And uh, my, my parents had this Chinese character on their 50th wedding anniversary cake, and it was the Chinese character for double happiness. So my little sister who speaks Chinese, they asked her, what is the meaning of this? How do you say it in Chinese? And so my sister gave a guess in Chinese, and then they said to me, well, oh, Adam, what's double happiness? And I said, espresso, espresso. And they all laughed. I said, well, that's Italian. No, I was ignorant. I didn't know. So just because you're ignorant doesn't mean that you're stupid. That's why he said, look, it's not because you're stupid. You just don't know about these things. And I want you to know. God wants us to, he wants to reveal. Have you ever heard this scripture? It says, I have not seen nor ear heard nor hath it entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But then you keep reading it. It said, but God hath revealed them to, unto us. By what? His spirit. God's spirit will reveal things of God unto us. You know that you were Gentiles. That's non-Jews. That's all of us in here. Carried away unto these dumb idols, even as ye were led. Now, dumb idols, which means you couldn't, doesn't mean, that's again, not meaning stupid. That means that they couldn't speak. They would pray to this statue. And uh, the statue couldn't speak, couldn't do anything. And they have them in foreign religions. They have these big statues people pray to. That's why God said, I don't want you to make any graven image. Don't worship a wood statue like a totem pole, okay? Wherefore, I give you, give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. So we hear that, here it says that the, the way that we submit to these gifts is that we submit to Jesus first as our Lord. And we can't call Jesus accursed. Remember when Peter was accused of being with Jesus? And he says, I don't know who you're talking about. And he denied Jesus three times. And then you know what he did at the end? Because he couldn't get these people. Because he, he sounded like he was around Jesus. He's like, you're, you're, I hear your accent. You're like a Galilean. You, I've seen you with him. I mean, you're on Facebook. No, he wasn't on Facebook. But it's like, I know that you're with Jesus. He began to do what? Curse and swear. Now, he wasn't using four-letter words, okay? What he was saying was, if I know Jesus, let my soul be cursed to hell. That's the kind of cursing. It was more serious than just a four-letter word. He wasn't saying that Jesus was accursed, but basically he was cursing himself to separate himself from Jesus. Brethren, the way that we get the Spirit of God uh, to work in our lives is not to do that. And so Peter, thankfully, he came back to God. Again, he wasn't cursing God, but he was showing that he wanted to, people to know that he didn't know anything about Jesus. So he brought cursing. He just brought curses on himself, which is not a very good idea either. So the Bible says that the Holy Ghost, no man can say that Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. When you say that Jesus is, is God, it's the Spirit of God working in you to do that. And 
Many people think that uh, the Spirit of God, you know, the word ghost, what do we think about? Horror movies, right? Like Casper is the only friendly ghost, right? And everything else is a bad ghost. Um, the only houses, and I was just reading this in Matthew, the only houses that ghosts are looking for are body houses. They're not spiritual, or they're not sheetrock houses with insulation and brick facades and refrigerators that make your wife's face light up when she opens it. That's not the houses. And if you, I think it's what Matthew, I just read it, maybe 11 or 12. And it said, when a spirit is gone out of a man, and it said, he looks, he wanders around looking for a house, not a real estate market house. He wants another body to live in. And so he goes back in and he finds it swept and empty and garnished. The man's cleaned up his life with the ears. So he goes and gets seven spirits more wicked than himself and overpowers this guy. And it says the end of the man is worse than the beginning. And the key there, when the spirit left, the man was empty. He didn't fill that void with God. We need to fill the void in our life with the spirit of God. Because the devil can fight you, but the devil can't overpower the spirit of God. Christians... I know you've seen the movies, but Christians cannot be possessed. Because for that to take place, the devil would have to overpower the spirit of Christ. I ain't gonna happen, friend. It's just not, they say that dog don't hunt, right? So it's not gonna happen. Now you can be physically oppressed. You can have the devil fight you. Been there. It's not fun, okay? And you can be depressed, you know, because of it. But you can't be possessed. And that's something to know. You can have comfort in that. When you're having a mind battle, sometimes we stay in that mind battle too long because we like it. Don't say amen, but that's the truth. Shouldn't be thinking about that, but it is kind of pleasing to think about that. And then you have these repercussions where you don't feel so good, but it's not the devil. It's because we want it. I don't fantasize about eating chicken feet. And I know that a lot of people do because I don't like it. The only thing that can tempt us is something that we want. That's the truth. But when we realize we don't want it, we realize it's not something that we should be thinking about, man, kick the devil out. Say the Lord rebuke you. Don't even rebuke the devil yourself. Say the Holy Ghost rebukes you. In the name of Jesus, get out. Amen. So the Bible says that in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, here's the house that the Spirit of God, it's interesting, the devil spirit and the Holy Spirit, see the devil wants everything that God wants. The devil wants you as a house, and the Spirit of God wants you as a house. That's the truth. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, Paul said, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you? And then in verse 20, Glorify God in your body. Why? That's where the Holy Ghost lives. So there's things that I cease to do with my body when I become a Christian. Why? Because that is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And so, preacher, what am I supposed to do or not do? God will deal with your heart about it. When I got saved, I didn't even need the preacher to tell me everything. Because the Holy Ghost, the preacher, comes to live inside you. Anyone ever experienced that? You're doing stuff after you get saved that you used to do before you got saved? For me, it was Baywatch. What do you mean Baywatch? There was a, uh, uh, they, they ran low on the budget when they were producing this, uh, this uh, uh, TV show. So what they had to do is they had to like make people wear less clothes because they just ran out of wardrobe material, right? So no, it was about lifeguards, right? And there was David Hasselhoff, 
Nah. Okay, but I was... All the other people, that's all the, the... All the other cast was the reason that I watched it. There were all these skimpy bathing suits and... Uh, I don't remember all the names, but I mean, they're, they're probably like Botox and 55 or 60 now. But, um, but I would watch Baywatch after I got saved and it was just like, why am I... This is just a TV show. It's not like some X-rated something or the other. But... I was watching the female bodies and different things and the Holy Ghost began to deal with my heart. I didn't even know what was going on. So I tried to watch it and kind of, you know, try to, you know, just try to just, you know, I'm just watching it for the rescue scenes. You know, then you justify it. But it was the Holy Ghost dealing with me. And I never went and talked to the pastor because I felt a little, you know, weird about it. But eventually I just quit. No, I haven't seen the new movie either that came out. I'm talking about the old one in the 90s. But the Spirit of God will deal with you when you invite the Spirit of God in. And it makes you realize that this church thing is not a church thing. It's a reality thing. And that was just in my life. And so in many other, that was just a free one. A amen. Maybe they got a better clothing budget in the movie. I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. Verses 4 to 11. So we've got nine different gifts. And this is where we want to base the most of our, our lesson. And, and there are three different groups, okay? There's nine gifts that the apostle talks about. And they're kind of general, but we want to explain them and give you an understanding of these gifts because they're available for you. And I've seen them in use. I mean, they're real. This is real. Um, it's not like the fake, the alternative to the fake G that the husband bought his wife, okay? These are real things. And I know people, they're performance artists and that there's people out there that they're just, they're not real people of God, but these things really do happen. And, and that's why they're in the Bible. Now, there are diversities of gifts. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are differences of administrations. There are different ways that he delegates them, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations. So the Bible said that there's a different way that the gifts work. But it is the same God which worketh all in all. So same spirit does these different gifts. But the manifestation of the spirit... The showing of the Spirit of God in our lives is given to every man. That includes women to profit with all. This is to be a blessing to you. Again, the Holy Ghost doesn't want to hold anything back from you. There's power in the Spirit of God for your life. And don't let someone tell you you have to work your way up to this. This is from God, not the preacher. This is from the Spirit of God. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. And I'm going to break these down. Let me just read verses 8 to 11. To another, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse or different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. And in verse 11 it said, But all these worketh that one and self same spirit, dividing to every man or woman or teenager or child severally as he will. So it's the Holy Ghost that you don't earn these. The Holy Ghost just divvies these out. So the Spirit works all the gifts. So What's the qualifier? Jesus must be your Lord. Jesus has to be your Lord. The man is not operating the gifts. 
the man, the preacher doesn't like psych himself up to operate the gifts of God. You know, like I'm like, Mr. Miyagi used to go, when he would heal Daniel's son, he went like, and like warmed up his hand. You've seen people like get their chi. Their, that's not how the spirit of God works, okay? The spirit of God is the power. He's always on, okay? And unlike a lithium battery, he never runs out of power, okay? He has power, all right? The Holy Ghost is working and operating the gifts. The man is manifesting them. We're just displaying the gifts. We're not like the one who controls everything. The Holy Ghost does. We're just the one that is being kind of like the like the lamp. We're just the ones letting our light shine and the Holy Ghost shines through us. That, that fifth book in the Bible, in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. Acts of who? People, Acts of the Apostles. Eh, yes, but no. It's the Acts of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost was doing all the action. It was just moving through who? The men of God and the women of God, the people that were praying the power of God was working with them. The Lord was confirming his word with the signs following. So there's three groups of gifts. So we're going to go over these. If you get these down, you can remember these and categorize them or write them down. Or just ask Justin because he'll remember if it's a name, right? So three groups of gifts. The first one are gifts of revelation. And there's three groups of three gifts. Gifts of revelation. And they're divided into the way they're operated. The second group of gifts, gifts of utterance, utterance. And the third group of gifts, gifts of power. So there's three in each of these categories, okay? The way I like to remember it, gifts of revelation, mind. Gifts of utterance, mouth. And gifts of power, excuse the Spanish term, manos. So then you can remember mind, mouth. Manos. And that, to me, it's a whole lot easier than remembering all those other words. And if it's easy, say, well, that's not an English word. If you ever break something and it's under warranty, you send it back to the manufacturer. So that's a word that we actually, manu, comes from manual, like manual labor. You're working with your hands. So uh, it, it's, it's how God manifests a lot of his works is through people's hands. He lays hands on people. So they're gifts of power. So it's just a way to remember it. If you find another way, whatever works for you, this is something that I throw out there because it makes the complex simple. Mind, mouth, and manos. So the gifts of revelation come through the revelation of your mind. The gifts of utterance are things that are spoken. And the gifts of power have to do with the demonstration, authority, and the power of God. And didn't God say, and that's why we get manos, the, the hand of God. And uh, God, God said, is my arm short? And uh, the hand of God is spoken of uh, as many, because your hand is what commits acts of violence or acts of good. So it's the source of the power of God, or at least the way that it's spoken of. Verse, or the first uh, group of three, of the gifts, gifts of revelations, the one that work through your mind. The word of wisdom. So all of those ones that are jumbled up, I'm just going to explain them really quickly. Word of wisdom. So that's an insight, but it's supernatural. It's from the Holy Ghost. Into the divine purpose of God in any situation or problem pertaining to anything God has said. Now you're going to get to a situation where you're not going to know what to do, okay? And we're going to need God's wisdom. 
We're going to need God's wisdom on which way to go, uh, which way to turn. And uh, God can give you revelation of what to do. Maybe to solve a problem, maybe to solve a puzzle. And God can give you a supernatural wisdom and reveal it to you so that you can do the right thing. Word of knowledge. Knowledge, wisdom is how to apply knowledge, but knowledge is just like my car. I couldn't get the light to turn off, the parking lots, the parking lights years ago. I went to the library, I got the electrical manuals, and I'm just sitting in my car trying to figure it out to disconnect the battery because the lights would stay on. Well, there was this little toggle switch on the steering column on a Subaru that turned your parking lights off. Well, I inadvertently turned it on. And the Lord just kind of revealed to me, hey, idiot, you left your thing on. I had no idea until it was like the Spirit of God touched me. I just turned it off like, oh, there we go. But God can reveal some knowledge to you. And we're going to go deal with a little bit more with that in preaching. Discerning of spirits. Now, small things reveal big things. So if you ever get in a flag that goes up when you're talking to someone, sometimes God can give you a discernment of what's going on. And I was thinking of different things. And, and it might not be something that you tell anybody about, but years down the road, if something happens in that person's life, you're like, hmm, you know, God showed me some things. So be sensitive to little things because little things reveal big things. I remember I was at uh, a credit union years ago and there was a lady named Marjorie, which is my mom's name and still is my mom's name. And it still is that lady's name. So, but she was a younger Filipino lady. And, uh, uh, I came up and I said something like, I said, when's the baby due? And now she wasn't showing, which means she didn't have a bump. And she was like a, a slender lady. And she looked at me like, how did you know? Well, I discerned it. Now, was it the Holy Ghost? Well, I'm not operating by the spirit of the devil, so I give credit to the Holy Ghost. Well, ladies who are pregnant, sometimes they kind of, they put their, they kind of had this little, grimace that they make and they kind of massage their stomach there's a little baby in there it's a mom thing so you see moms just kind of now it could have been gas right <laughs> it's like no i just got gas you never ask a woman if she's pregnant kids don't try this at home but i did and you know what i was right and i've done it several times but there's little things that you can discern and there's clues well what was sherlock holmes so smart he wasn't just smart he picked up on all these clues that are out there they're just out there there was a cop outside our last church and i walked up to the guy and uh i said are are you 24 i think and he goes yes i never seen this guy before in my life i said is your first name andrew and he goes yes i didn't know his name either and he left bewildered <laughs> he just kind of walked away well you have to be a college graduate to be a police officer in Jacksonville, okay? So he was at least 22, probably. But he, he was wearing tennis shoes. Like when your feet get hurt, you wear tennis. I couldn't see an older cop doing that. So I figured after training, he was probably, he was a new guy. So I guessed his age. And then they had the first initial of your name on your squad car, but not your whole name. And so I just threw out. There's not that many A's. You could have been Aaron or whatever, but the one I guessed just happened to be right. What is that? There's clues out there, but the Holy Ghost can amplify these clues to you so be aware of them the holy ghost will help you with this stuff he didn't come to church though but he probably had a story to tell when he got home <laughs> okay the gifts of utterance those are the mouth so those are the mind gifts so god will give you things then the gifts of 
the utterance, and these are gifts from the Holy Ghost. So the gift of tongues. Now, in three different places in the Holy Ghost, they were uh, in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2, verse 4, Acts chapter 10, verses 44 to 47, and Acts chapter 19, verses 1 to 6. Believers who were filled with the Holy Ghost spoke in other tongues. A tongue is just a language. I'm speaking in the English tongue. And so what's, so big, what's such a big deal about speaking in other tongues? Well, I like it. Um, one, one brother put it this way. When you speak in tongues, in, and it's, in, it's one of the manifestations, you have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, okay? You speak in another language. It's a sign you've received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's not salvation. It's something different. And... Uh, the Navajo Code Talkers in World War II, they were Americans, and they served with the Marines, maybe with the Army too, but I know they served with the Marines. And they, in Japan, they would uh, do their radio communications in Navajo. And they would use this code, and it was never broken by the enemy. And it was just such an obscure language. Nobody knew it. I mean, where are you going to go find a Navajo? Like in, you know, Asia. They're just not there. So... When you speak in tongues, you're, gonna, you're not going to understand it, but you know what? The devil is not going to understand anything you are saying. Romans chapter 8, it says in verse 26, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be Utter. You know that I'm thankful the devil, when you pray in the Holy Ghost, the devil doesn't know what you're praying. And you know what? That's a good thing. But also, we don't even know what we need to pray for. Sometimes we might think, I just need a raise. And you know that de- the, the Lord, by, you're praying in the Holy Ghost and the Lord's praying through you. God, give him temperance so he doesn't spend all his money. Maybe that's what we really need. Amen. So, but God knows what we really need, but the devil can't break the code. Okay, then interpretation of tongues is another gift. And that is the interpretation of what's being said. That is a spiritual gift. So, and the third gift, prophecy. So, tongues plus interpretation equals the third one, which is prophecy. So, if someone prophesies, that's preaching or giving uh, a prophecy in a language people can understand. And when people preach, let me tell you, under the Spirit of God, things are said. And I've heard things said over the pulpit. My pastor actually... Reverend Olson, he would, he would say something and he'll say sometimes, I hope I don't have a winner here. I mean, he's a very humble man. And he, at one time he was preaching and he said, uh, Pastor, uh, he said, I got pulled over by the cop and he wasn't even nice to me. After the church service, his brother came up. It was a preacher. He had gotten pulled over on the way down there. He was preaching another time. This is a gift, a spiritual gift. He said, uh, <laughs> He said, no one in here would be stealing. Nobody. And I'm thinking, no, sir, not, not in church. I mean, probably not. After the service, a lady came up to me. She said, Pastor, I was going out. I was leaving Walmart. You know those little reading glasses? They had the little spinning things. She said, I was trying them on. I put them on my head, and I just walked out of the store. So God was right there. How do you know? It wasn't 5,000 people. She goes, what do I do? I said, sister, walk back in there. And pay for him. I mean, what do you, what do you, 
But you know what? It was, pro- it was a spiritual gift. So you don't know what's being shared. The preacher might not even know, but the Spirit of God knows. So I've seen it happen more than once, okay? And I've got like, like a minute. Gifts of power. Manos. So the working of miracles. Uh, the gifts of healings and the gift of faith. So we're going to go over these real quick. And these are miracles, healings, faith. These are things that God works many times through your hands. Brethren, God still heals. And the Bible said, these signs shall follow them that believe. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And I'm, I guess I'm, I ran out of time. So I'm going to do part two. We're going to talk about the different parts of the body of Christ. But let me end with this. We were at a church conference and Reverend McDonald, who pastors in the Philippines, was telling about some church members that were just picnicking. Church members, not preachers, church members. And there was someone that had drowned in the Philippines, in, in, this, in this lake or in this river. And they brought the body out and the body was like a different color. You know how the, when you don't have any oxygen, you like turn blue or whatever. Well, this family went over to this person. Maybe one of the family members prayed for this person. Didn't do CPR, but prayed for them. And they, they just revived and, and, and they were alive. Said, preacher, does this work? This stuff really works. This is power. That wasn't something that was done under TV lights, but these things really, really Happen, and my wife and I have uh, experienced it. And but it's not because I'm a preacher. These things aren't to preachers. These things are to Christians, and they're to everybody. And that, I don't want to. And uh, we're going to deal with Paul. What he says: uh, It's not for us to show off. It's for us to glorify Jesus Christ. It's not a show off ministry. There was a guy that came in after God. Uh, we had prayed for somebody. My wife had prayed for somebody, and they got healed. And it was something that the doctor even said. That's I'm not a Christian. That's a healing. That's a miracle, right? And so some guy got wind of it and he came to church and said, I hear you have the gift of healing. And I said, oh, no, I don't. So he came to me for healing. He didn't get healed. I don't have the gift of healing. The Spirit of God does. But the Spirit of God can operate that through anyone he wants to, including you. So those are the three gifts, uh, three groups of gifts. Mind, mouth, and manos. And if you need me to give you the group, the breakdown again, I wanted to get the rest of it. It gets the last part is it, it talks about the body of Christ. Unless we should get built up, and because the Corinthians were trying to see who is the greatest, then chapter thirteen talks about love, and that's really the spirit. How all my wife's smiling at me. It's it's not a it's not a competition. It's not who's greater than the others, brethren. This whole thing's about the love of God. It's not about showing off or anything else. Paul operated these gifts, but Paul was also quite persecuted. Okay, it, it, There's a price that comes with serving God and operating some of these gifts. So, But they're gifts for you. They're gifts. They're gifts. You don't have to earn them. They're gifts. All you have to do is receive them by what? Faith. Everything we do in God is through faith in Jesus Christ. If you don't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost operates all these gifts. So say, Lord, fill me with the Holy Ghost. And then you'll speak in another tongue. That's the amplification of all of these gifts that I just, that the self-same spirit. It's one God and one spirit that operates everything in here. And if you have any questions, my wife's number is, no, just come, come and ask, come and ask. Amen. It's a blessing. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Brother David, would you dismiss us in prayer? Hey, we'll see you Thursday. Amen.